You know if you uh, go to vacation over the weekend and you forgot to take your garbage out? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what the garbage starts to smell like. Yeah. It, it tastes like the way garbage Don't sniff smells. it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. That is hands on the worst thing I've ever tasted. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Uh, let's get ready to All right, we're back. We're back. This is You Watch, I Listen. Ralph, welcome back. What did we do last weekend, Ralph? We did not record. We did not record, and why was that? We were in Atlantic City. We were in Atlantic City, and why were we in Atlantic City, Ralph? I don't remember. You're, you might be getting married, unless the fiance is just a made-up thing to make you feel better about yourself. Well, the, given <laughs> that you've, you've met her several times, I think <laughs> that'd be the best work ever. So I do want to tell uh, a couple stories without using names from The Bachelor oh, Party. Oh, no, no, the, ba- the Bachelor Party. We, we could actually do probably, We could do an episode do about bachelor The Bachelor Party. party. Episode. Um, um, but before you even get into those, um, before you get into live reads, sure. a um, little bit of serious... Um, it was a lot of fun. Yes. I, everyone weekend. who came down, literally, I don't think there was a single problem the entire no. time. Well, not for us. But um, one person there was. <laughs> he had a bad first night. <laughs> um, but literally, it was a blast um, having 20 people come out just to celebrate. 22 is what it was. 22? 22 was the final number. I didn't even know I knew 22 We people. had to get 22 extra people. or tw- We had to get two extra seats at the dinner on That's Saturday because right. it, it was 20. So um, thanks, everyone, for coming down. If you're listening, it was probably one of my best nights of my life you know best weekends in general it was it was it was was, um it was absolutely awesome we'll give you a few stories there because there was a lot that was unforgettable (laughs) a lot to take in and a lot that people probably don't remember yeah exactly um so really quick i want to do a couple live reads uh first and foremost uh shout out to our boys at lobo sound if you heard our new opening today how good is that intro the intro is so funny and the audio on it is um from when we did our little uh our uh, juice cleanse with the sausage egg and cheese you know biscuit. What? It feels like we've arrived because that is such an O and A thing. Yeah, and don't, don't ha ha noises. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Just. <laughs> that fucking line. Um. So big shout out to Lobo Sound. Check them out at lobosound.com. You can still get the Bobo Show EP. Uh, we're only a couple months away from the Bobo Christmas album. Songs of a festive nature. By the way, Vince Lobo texted me and I forgot to text him back because I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, you are. I coined it, not you. What? Was it, was it you? F- uh, I, festive nature. I, I, I probably believe you. I knew one of us said it, but when you were talking and you and I both ramble, everything kind of blurs into one, you unless are, it's about Tom Cruise. You're a piece of <laughs> shit. When it's about Tom Cruise, I know it's me. Tom Cruise. By the way, I watched a Tom Cruise movie you gave me this week. I didn't give you one this week. <laughs> which, which Tom Cruise movie? Brian's Song. The Outsiders 2. <laughs> Brian's Song. Um, so he again, plays the nurse. <laughs> it was, he, he was plays horribly the miscast. Uh, it's like Osmosis Jones. He just plays the disease in the body. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, again, check out Lobo Sound. Uh, another big one we got to give a shout out uh, is to our buddies at Fudge and Fins Shots for Like podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, bros and broads, and genders of all sizes, shapes, and colors. We're here to tell you about your favorite drunken podcast, Fudge and Fins Shots for Like podcast. Fudge and Finn friends come to their studio to talk sports, video games, movies, shows, and of course have a few drinks to get loose. The hashtag Shots for Like podcast is available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Go follow them on Twitter at Shots for Like, on Instagram at Shots for Like Podcast, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Shots for Like Podcast. The longer you wait to listen, the more shots you'll have to take on your own. 
Don't drink alone. Drink with them. Um, and again, we will be on with them on September 22nd, which is just a couple weeks away. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Or next week, isn't it? Um, so what day of the week is that? Uh, I'm really uh, looking forward to that. And um, I got to give a, c- a couple shout outs on Twitter um, just because uh, I was playing around and I figured, you know, it's early. I did it like 10 minutes ago. Uh, just retweet this if you want to get a shout out. So I got to give a shout out to Living Deliciously on Twitter. A really good horror Twitter account. Alex Malaguti, who is uh, he's got a hair like Sideshow Bob, but he's a good kid. Uh, very good kid. And a good sh- a big shout out to IQ Wrestler, my favorite crippled person in the world. Um, this kid, I you definitely don't know IQ Wrestler, but he no, is. No, I have no idea. He's well is. known on the um, the Japanese wrestling MMA scene. He makes highlight that's, videos. That's a huge scene. Well, he's in. He lives in Australia, and he's a big cripple. And um, he was born like that. Why can't I say cripple? No, he just, calls himself a no, cripple. No, just like the absurdity of your story. It's just know, getting more it's, Japanese. It's, I told him I was going to bring him to America one day, and then just put his chair in my crop fields to scare the crows away. <laughs> I mean, where the fuck's a crop field? Oh, you know where it is. Um, and where then, you know where it is. And then a shout out to my friend um, Alex, uh, also known as artist. Um, now this is probably our biggest fan of the LGBTQ community. Um, he is is an American, but now he lives in Canada. Uh, he's been very supportive of us. Um, he actually just uh, got married, but he's already leaving his wife. Um, he came out to his wife after keeping it just to the forum guys for a while. So uh, shout out to Alex. He's been very supportive of us. I as like well. how you did the hand motion yeah, as I, if he's sitting it, right there. It's such a guinea thing. I, I realize I'm doing it sometimes when there's like no one watching and I'm talking with my hands. I'll be talking to myself and I'm talking I don't to think the cats. I need, I don't need to censor that one out because we're one? both Italian. Guinea? What's wrong with guinea? Or, what about WAP? What about WAP? WAP's a really big one. To who? Us. I, is it bad to you? I don't care. I don't think there's any word that's bad to us. We should start saying them. <laughs> okay, what's your next thing? <laughs> no, why don't you go? I uh, I kicked off the show, so... <laughs> All right, so before we get into anything, I just want to point out something. Okay. Um, We did our football picks, and we're not yes. going to go into the football too much because we did a whole show about yeah. it, but someone forgot that they play on Thursday night. Yeah, good job. <laughs> I believe that you picked the Bengals because no, no, you I, are high on them, so I trust yeah, your judgment yeah, but, on that. Um, good job. Uh, How did you... It's not like Thursday night football is a new thing. You know what it is? Every show does asshole? picks on Friday. So in my head, I'm like, oh, I'll do them Friday. And I'm halfway through the Bengals-Ravens game, and I go, oh, I probably should have wrote this down. <laughs> and I literally told you I was doing that on Monday. Didn't no, I? I'm, I'm not doing them on Monday. You don't know. No, I, but I told you I was, ty- I was typing up, or Tuesday I did. I was typing up my draft, and I didn't publish it until Thursday afternoon. Um, yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll pick the Thursday one in advance and then type the rest up. Yeah, that might be your best idea going forward. <laughs> I mean, definitely things can change based on injuries. Um, so, I also predicted that AJ Green would have three touchdowns. I yeah. also predicted <laughs> in the Joe Mixon quarter. would leave twice with a knee injury, but only miss two weeks. Yeah, uh, well, for now, two weeks. We'll see. They, it, it hit a loose fragment in his knee, which that doesn't sound pleasant. A loose um, fragment. I have him in one of my leagues. I heard that it could go either way. I heard that this is actually an injury that it tends to go on the more conservative yeah. side. That two weeks is usually the maximum, but it's a knee, and he's a running back, and he's on my I, team. I also so, don't think you know, that six weeks. I also not again. We're not going to spend too much time on football. Um, I was talking to some about this I don't think his loss really hurts the Bengals as much because their offensive line has improved so dramatically from where it was the last two years don't this is a team that started at 3-0 and in 2015 with a great offensive line and using a running back by committee 
I don't think it hurts them, but I do think that it hurts he, her depth. He adds a weapon that now you need to plan for because he, he does things that Bernard. Can't yeah, physicality do. Uh, type and whoever of the back. third guy but is, I don't even know who it, he is. It, it's only going to be about the offensive line because if Andy Dalton is not a good enough quarterback to make a bad offensive line look good and a good offensive line look great, so as long as their offensive line is good, the Bengals will remain competitive. So, um, a couple things. So, why don't we jump into a couple bachelor party stories, and then I have a question for you to follow up on that. Um, so again, we went to uh, Ralph's bachelor party this weekend. We went to Atlantic City, uh, stayed at Harrah's. Uh, again, great group of friends, bunch of people I hadn't met before, and then a bunch of close friends. Um, so the the first night was kind of like a do your own thing. It, fair yep. to say, you kind of stayed back at Harris drinking with your college buddies that you haven't seen in yeah, years. Yeah, and uh, we all hung out for a little while. People gambled for a while. Um, Richie and I kind of wandered around. We were looking for cigars, and in the process of trying to find cigars, we stopped at each bar and took like two shots, a double shot at each spot. So that started out really well. Um, How quickly did you get into that? This is going to be a problem. Oh, mode? um, okay. So I can tell you, exact- we all we all know exactly when you go. Fun, fun, fun. Okay, I might as well go all in or turn around right so now. So that's exactly what it was. So if you remember, you went to the blackjack table once we yep. all met up. Um, and then, then I hung back there, and then uh, Richie and I said we were going to go get cigars. So as we went to get cigars, again, we stopped everywhere and did like a double shot of Jameson at each spot. Ooh. And then we waited for our other uh, group of friends to come down. Um, the two of them that we were watching football with last week, yeah. I say, without using their names. Um, so <laughs> don't worry. Um, I don't give a shit. They're not going to remember. So them, a couple other friends, and then uh, instantly we were like, all right, we all got to do a round of shots. So one friend bought seven of us another shot of Jameson, took the shot of Jameson, and at that point I said, Oh no! I remember Manfro took the shot, and then he immediately started walking towards the bathroom, and he threw up at 10 p.m. <laughs> Which is that if we put bets on who would be the first person to throw up, no one would have Manfro. No, to be fair, having uh, gotten drunk with him quite a few times, or at least seeing him drunk, he gets it out early. He's he's very smart. He he gets it out very early. But he was also at Al- in Atlantic City at like 1 p.m. Yeah, that's so, true. And also, I Man- got to his room and he was watching Teen Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Was he in just a towel? <laughs> no, but he told me what he was doing. <laughs> so, um, again, we kind of did our own thing, and then uh, we we split up. A group of, like, nine of us went to Wild West at Bally's. Yep. Um, awesome bar. There was this great band playing. I was trying to help a few of my single friends meet women because they have no game at all. They have no, not, not that they don't know game. They don't know how to open. And that sometimes can be I the hardest part. I also don't think they know how to close either. No, because two of them did close on Saturday night. That's okay. Here's the thing, though. But I opened for him then too. <laughs> though, keep going. Okay, so we. I don't want to. I don't want to pick on anyone. So we went particular. to Wild West, and there was this great, great band playing. Um, that they, they had wild mix of cover songs that were all really cool versions. A wild band at Wild West. Yeah, wild band at Wild West. Um, some seventy year old. By the eight- way, can you just turn me down a little bit? I'm going to the red a l- yeah. little bit more than you. Um, so there we. we um, while we're like up there, dan- I was the first person to go up and dancing of like anyone on the floor for this band. Everyone else joined in. Then the seventy-year-old Asian woman comes up and starts trying to dance with me and Manfro. Like not just dance next to us, dance with us. Um, and we just kept like slowly moving away, and she was tailing us. So again, I'm trying to help my single friends meet girls, and I'm telling my one friend, I'm like, "There's a group of like five girls right there. Go talk to him." And he's just standing there. I see him come back with a brand new drink, and he's kind of dancing, and I just fucking knock his drink all over the one girl. And then what do you know? He's buying her shots and talking with her all night. Did not close that night though. So anyway, which goes back to my original yeah, theory, they, they couldn't close. It just wor- the the element on Saturday was completely different. Well, this. this- you Saturday look like, was shooting fish in a barrel. Yes, exactly. So we leave Wild West at like, 
I'll say 2.30. We completely, completely forgot Colucci was with us. I knew that um, Richie and Manfro were hanging back. They were going to keep drinking for a while. And from, Manfro almost got into a fight with a Russian guy. Um, some guy like tried saying that Manfro can't be um, dancing near these group of girls. And uh, he like put, a, put his elbow up and like slapped it right in front of Manfro's face. Manfro may not be the best guy, best guy to mess with at a bar. I was going to say, Manfro will win. I, yeah. I don't care who he's going. Unless he's, he's a maniac. Go, unless I love he's him. going against... Um, I'm trying to think of an MMA fighter. Yeah, I'm good good one. You can't even kebab, think of one. Unless he's K- going against Kabob. Kabob. Yeah. You know, you like Cowboy Cerrone. You could have said Cowboy. Well, I think he... Uh. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, so again, we forgot Colucci. Literally, By the way, when I found out that Colucci was left there, so my future brother-in-law has met Colucci <laughs> once. He doesn't understand the dynamic because it's antisocial. I think everyone's an anti-Semitic. <laughs> it probably is. From the outside looking in, it is an abusive one-way relationship. Everyone with Kalucci. Yeah. And you know what? He's a hundred percent right. Yeah, we're OJ and he's Nicole Brown. So Simpson. I told him I go, Oh shit, they left Kalucci. And he goes, Oh fuck. <laughs> it, it, so this is about so literally um the three uh, it was four four of the guys, Josh and I. And we were like getting ready to leave, and we see a limo, and this guy's like, um, "If you're going to the strip club, it's free. If you need a ride back to the hotel, it's five bucks a person." We're like, "Okay." Uh, Josh and I weren't down for the strip club, but the four other guys were like, "Yeah, yeah, let's go." Or three other guys, excuse me, we're like, "Yeah, let's go." So they bring him to the strip club, bring him to Stilettos, and then Josh and I are going back to the hotel, and we're like, "Where the fuck's Colucci?" <laughs> it took us literally 15 minutes to realize he wasn't with us when he was supposed to be. So I put that on him. Um, we get back to the hotel. We came up to your room and hung out for a while. One of my my favorite moments was um, a former guest of ours, Ken and Greg, sitting next to each other, and Bill go, go sees them next to each other. And goes, goes, "It's Ken and, and kind, other, no, kind of Ken." Kind of Ken. Called that Greg, a, kind of Ken, because they do kind of look like they'd be related. Which, by the way, Greg did not like. No, uh, but he, he has to deal with it. We all loved it. So sorry, Colucci doesn't like half the things we say about him, and he has to like it too. Ra- Ralph Senior, by the way, holding fucking court. Yeah. Um. So Ralph's father came as well, and he was all about like watching us be complete jackasses for the most part. Never once stepped in. Yeah, Never no. Once. He he just liked observing. So again, on so after we get back to the hotel, we're drinking there. Um, Josh and I decide to go back to the room and wind down at like three thirty, and then I start getting texts from two of the dudes that are at the strip club saying we're trying to leave, but our other friend is refusing. He's saying he's having too much fun. Literally, one text says he won't leave. <laughs> In the group chat, I was reading it yesterday. He goes, "We lost him. It's too late." So they left him. So they get back Which, to the by room. By the way, I think it's the right move. They the two of the guys get back to the room at like four a.m. Um, and they 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 brought breakfast sandwiches. I was ki- I was kind of sleeping, and then once I smelled the food, and uh, th- again, my one friend Bob years ago at a wedding when he passed out for five minutes, he made the quote, um, "Sleep for five minutes, good for five hours," and I can attest that that is absolutely true because I slept for five minutes and I was wide awake after that. So <laughs> that that didn't work because he said that every time he dozed I, off. That's fair, but it worked for me this time. Maybe just not for him. Maybe his, his theory works on everyone but him. I just him. think your body is like preparing to die so young that you're just like, let's burn that's, everything now. That's literally what it is. Everything must go. So, it's like a liquidation sale. So at this point, I'm wide awake. It's 4.30. And then we start getting texts in the group chat from our friend that is still at the strip club. And he says, you guys need to save me. Why did you let me stay? I spent five grand. <laughs> He go. I was like, I didn't believe him. He spent five grand. How so, many hours was he there? He so he was probably there by himself for about an hour and a half, and overall probably about three, two and a half to three hours, I'd say. But so he's he, okay. Wait, wait. I want to see how much he spent per <laughs> yeah, minute there. Exactly. So um, one of the other funny. Th- uh, all right, so he comes back to the room. 
Um, and he spent twenty seven dollars a minute there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, twenty seven dollars a minute. I got to tell him that. So he comes back to the room and he's complaining. Guys, let me spend all my money. You know I like having fun. <laughs> he's, he's blaming him. Who doesn't like having fun? But I've never had so much fun that I accidentally spent five thousand. Doesn't like having fun. Yeah, no, Colucci. Well, Colucci's not fun, so that's understandable. So. <laughs> So he come, he's back and like I'm Josh is sleeping on the couch in the hotel room. Two of the guys are in the one queen bed and I just have the queen bed to myself. This kid decides he gets back, he takes off his shirt, lays down on the floor between the two beds in his <laughs> jeans, and he goes, This boner ain't going anywhere. And I'm oh. like, is this a threat now? So he's trying to sleep and then he gets up, he's like, This floor sucks. And he go, comes into the bed by me, he goes, Dan, I hope you're ready for my boner, and your butt cheeks better be ready too. And I'm like, I don't know what this means, but I am so happy I was not in your guys' room. So he he passes out pretty quickly. I fall asleep for about an hour and a half, two hours maybe. This kid can sleep through anything. I mean, yeah, he was completely shit faced, but he wakes up around 11 a.m. We'll say, um, and they start exchanging stories from the strip club. Um, our one friend is telling one of the guys that left early. Um, they're telling us how he had no money left, no cash on him. He had three singles. A Harrah's one dollar poker chip and his jewel that he vapes out of, and he he made that those three singles at the the the, the stage last for an hour, just slowly giving out singles. He then tried putting the poker chip there, and the strippers <laughs> kept kicking it. And then he tried giving one of the strippers right after she did a split in front of him his jewel. Like, is she gonna vape through her vagina? <laughs> so. So then I'm picturing this in my head perfectly, too. So then we're as our friend wakes up, we start he we start telling him, like, you know, you spent a lot of money last night. He's like, what do you mean? And I got a picture of the exact moment he looked at his bank account and the charges on it. And oh, his, wait, I haven't seen that. I'll show it to you right now. His face. And if any of you guys want to see photo- it, I'm not giving the guy's name out because he is a professional and he is a good friend. Um, so if but if you know if you know me, you know him personally, I will send it to you. By the way, this is the five- exact moment he saw his bank account. <laughs> Tell me that isn't the perfect reaction picture. Do you know what that is? That is all hope is yeah, lost. Yeah, that's literally we've lost everything. So he's like, oh my By god! Way, every I, great photo from AC is of this person. Yeah, exactly. He's, there's, he's there's, got five of the top five. There's a ton. So he, <laughs> he's we, like, we had a group and we were just he, posting it throughout the night. He's like, I gotta, I gotta dispute with what are you, what are you doing? I dropped something. No, you didn't. He's like, I got a dispute with my bank tomorrow. Can't dispute with his bank because he put the charges on there. So he's just kind of laying around. He looked like shit most of Saturday. He looked like he was miserable. He looked like he didn't feel well. He jumped to the other bed and he's laying down. And we're like, dude, why does it like, you don't just smell like B.O. and sweat. You smell like gross. It smelled like and, pennies. Yeah, he smelled like pennies. And we look at his pants. And guys, I wish I was exaggerating this, but you've all seen super bad. He got the exact kind of stain that Jonah Hill got in Superbad after dancing with the girl. And I wish I was kidding. <sighs> he has a period stain on his jeans, and it's a big one. This, it's it's got to be 18 inches. This stripper used him like a tampon for a while, and she got it all over different spots. It, is, it literally covers almost his entire thigh, I would say. Is that fair? It you, almost his whole thigh. It covers the whole groin area, I'd say. You texted me and you go, he got used like a tampon. I go, oh, they took advantage of him. And you're like, that, but literally used like a tampon. Used like a tampon. And he, he's like, oh, gross. Doesn't take the jeans off right away. He just laid around no. in them after that. There was a mark on the bed from where he was sleeping. Now, if you woke up with $5,000 missing. Okay. And you know it's your fault. Yes. Didn't get stolen. Would you fall into 
instant suicide watch depression for a short period of time. Yeah, I would feel very like you'd get that like that sinking feeling in your how stomach. He didn't. I imagine care. it's how men feel when they know they accidentally knocked up a woman when they first find out, like that tunnel vision, like, holy shit, what did I do? And he just goes, <laughs> it almost, uh, after that photo you took, it was very much like, yeah, these things happen. Yeah. These it, things it, don't happen. But his whole Cost day, doing his business. whole day after that, he kept saying, I got to get up and do something. And he just wasn't getting up and doing anything. Didn't he get, didn't he get him, like, lowered a little bit? He, um... Not a lot. I but like, don't think so. From what did? I understood, he didn't get anything disputed. You know what I liked about this weekend? You got so many stories, and they all were kind of true, but people then would tell a story that contradicts the first yes. one. And you know the truth is somewhere in between. Yeah, you but know, I don't You care. know it's wild enough that one of those things is probably true. Um, so we finally got him to get up. We got, I made him eat something. Um, actually, while he was showering. So he's in the shower. The one friend is shaving in the mirror in the bathroom. And I just come in and I just drop trowel and I start taking a shit. And yeah, then as he, you tend to do. He, he opens the shower curtain and he just sees our one friend shaving, looking right at him. And my, the guy shaving goes, you're looking at the wrong person. He looked right past me. He looks down and he sees me shitting. And he just starts laughing hysterically. And he's like, dude, it smells bad. And so we, we get him to come out and eat. We go to the, the pool during the day and we start drinking those fruity ass drinks. Oh. And you have the, it's like called a chunky monkey. It's chunky like, monkey. It looked, okay. It was delicious. It was a lot of rum. It was, it was a, a lot, lot of rum. rum. I still was a little hungover at that point, so I like nursed it. It did it did rally yes. me, but I had to go slow. So, but you took the drink. It's just like white ice drink, almost like a slushy kind of thing, and you Covered his straw, and the same kid that got perioded on, you drop it on his face, and now he looks like he took a money shot. Like he just looks like he got bukkake. And I literally, I don't know if I showed you this either. I'm gonna make a um a DVD case out of this, um, but I put a a logo on the picture. I saw. (laughs) We have a picture of it. He looks like he just got splooged on, and it says Brazzers. By by the way, Ralph Senior goes. Look what happens when I'm not around. So the rest of the day goes well. We had a great dinner. Dinner was really cool. Carmine's uh, out here is fantastic. You it's got a lot Rich, of food. You got Richie unbelievably intoxicated. Yeah, Carmine. well, he Richie he, would order a drink, and this asshole would go drink it, and Richie would go okay. You got a captain. It. It's so funny because like your brother-in-law has said I'm a bad influence, but I don't do much convincing. I just say hey, do that, and then you do it. He does it. Most people, if I just say do it, they do it. I don't know why people listen to me. They should know I'm a terrible influence. Because we just want to shut you up. That's that's a very good point. And that's that's why I show up for the show every day. That's what day. the landlord go, does usually. He's just gonna, if I don't show up, he's just going to send me texts constantly. <laughs> yeah, d- texts and dick pics usually. And then he'll start talking to me about how much Tom Cruise grossed <laughs> this last weekend. So I just come here. <laughs> Well, Tom Cruise hasn't had a movie since Mission Impossible. Shut so, up! So, uh, after Carmine's, we went back to the hotel for a minute, and then we went to the pool after dark. The pool, by the way, of all the things that happened, pool was my fair part I knew you'd like the pool, man. Oh, so, I've been to the pool. Okay. Pool's awesome. A lot of people hadn't. So, Harris has an awesome indoor pool that even during the day, it's kind of like a, a bar, club, It's hangout. like a club resort Yeah, mix. kind of thing. And um, there's dancing, there's drinks. Guidos. There's, so, we had a really There weren't cool, that many guidos. No, there weren't. Um, but there usually are. It, the DJ sucked. It was this dude from the... Vanderpump, Vanderpump rules. rules, who's awful, and the landlord watches that. And when I this guy, I hate the most, and I'm like, of course it's him. By so, the way, I got really drunk, obviously. Yeah, I said it. Um, I took a picture for the fiance because she loves Vanderpump mm-hmm. Rules, and I go, look, it's your boy. Except that DJ had left three hours, and it was just some random like so black guy point, or something. At one point, me and the, one, of, one of the guy friend, didn't even look like him, and me, I said, look, it's your guy. And she goes, I don't know who this is. <laughs> me and the doctor were walking around, and 
we're right in front of the stage, and he's not. I even, like all, by the way, all the nicknames you use are nicknames that we've revealed earlier. But you know what? I guarantee you, there's been there's continuity issues with listeners. So, and even I guarantee. You the by the way, none, none of these stories are really that bad. No, they're really not. The only one that's bad is the money and the the um period. And I just don't think he wants his name. Oh no, 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 that fun. one, that one. Worked. And he's only been on the sh- uh, show once, and I'm not going to reveal one anyway. Um, it was Josh. It was Josh. <laughs> no, it was not Josh. Josh looked like he was having an okay time at the pool because he wasn't drunk. Um, <laughs> By the way, all I kept hearing about was how irresponsibly drunk Josh was going to get. Josh didn't do anything. <laughs> and I knew that was going to happen, too. He got pretty drunk Friday night, but not irresponsibly. Um, so anyway, um, so we're at the pool, and that Vanderpump guy, he wasn't even DJing. He just got on the mic every so often, and James Kennedy, and said things, and he just shouted things. He didn't actually DJ. I thought he was great. So we had a private- How, are, how did you know when to put your hands up in the air? We like, need yeah, you like do need that. a hype man. So we had the the private cabana up top above the pool, which was fantastic. It was just overlooking there with the cages, um, the cages, and like at different points, uh, there were girls in the cages, and then we were in the cages. My one of my favorite parts of the night was uh, there was a, a birthday party and a bachelorette party happening, and actually Richie knew one of the girls at the bachelorette party. We went to high school with her. Um, she was two years older than us, so I was in the cage oh, dancing at one point, that. and I'm in the cage, and for ten minutes I just stood there pelvic thrust like casually no actual rhythm just pelvic thrusting and one of the girls that's there for her bachelorette comes up in the cage and starts dancing right and i'm just still doing the same move like nowhere near her and then she's like getting ready to go out and then i start dancing and i fucking knee her right in the ass and she face plants (laughs) she fell so hard and all her friends come rushing and i look and i just started pelvic thrusting again but the best part was a few hours later i'm doing the same thing manfro comes in and i i actually intentionally pushed him out and he just face planted onto his drink and then security came and kicked me out of the cage you deserved it so the bet my favorite my my favorite part of that night was seeing two of my friends that didn't have great closing ability but they're two of my favorite people in the world close with women Can we say- they're going on dates with the women this weekend they- too yeah because amazingly i know ac new jersey is a small state but ac is a drive it's a three-hour drive so the and also be- people ac isn't just new jersey you got yeah. pennsylvania, pennsylvania delaware you got maryland people yeah coming. you get a lot of people that come people out people who can't yeah. afford vegas they come there like exactly it's kind of um you it's, know it's vegas it's, east. Shitty, it's, it's shady it's, it's shitty vegas it's, yeah, it's, it's shitty vegas east so um, we, not only did our, Richie run into a girl that he knew from high school, um, two of our friends met these girls that live three towns over, about four, 30, 40 minutes away, where they, li- where they live now. It's probably about a 30-minute drive, and they hit it off instantly, and they, God bless them, they did it. They got it in. <laughs> How um, uh, $5,000 tab guy okay. went from that to have, he had the worst night and the best yeah, night. Yeah, he, he literally, by the way, averages out to... Nothing happened to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he averages out to Josh. Yeah, that's true. He 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 started out neutral. He ended up in the hole. He was and twenty-two then his, of twenty-two, yeah, and then he was one of twenty-two. I, exactly. Um. So, it, were you there? Were you there when um, my buddy Andrew, without reason, ripped my shirt off and threw it on the stage? And he said, "That's what you get." Yeah. <laughs> The best is when we were walking by on the by the pool, and all those beach balls were there, and like we're like trying to like keep them up in the air, and it always ended with someone punching it, and it would just hit some random woman in the face. Oh, we there, were... we saw a fight up top. Um, Where was the fight? There was a fight right below us between some white girl and some black girl. Some white girl fucked oh, her up. It I was remember, a brawl. I remember that. I remember that um, vaguely. But overall, um, it was just a, a fantastic, fantastic weekend, and I'm glad it, that it you was, um you enjoyed it. It, quite it was a bit. awesome. Um. I, I, I don't know what else. I mean, there were tons of stories. A lot of stories that, like, they're not good for the show, but, like, things that we are going to talk about for yeah, years, there, I there's think. there's going to be a lot of lore around this weekend going forward among among our friends. And the best part is it was 
people from our high school. Yep. People from our high school that aren't part of our circle of friends, like Bill and Tom. Yeah, correct. Um, we had my college friends. We had um, family. Um, it, it just and no, everything just meshed well. Yeah, together. everything meshed very well. I felt bad for your brother-in-law that he basically just came down for dinner and then had to leave after oh, yeah, three yeah. hours. That kind of sucked. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to, to party actually, with him a little more. He, that guy can of well, all the people. He's a rusky. Of course he can. He can drink vodka. Va- he can drink Watka, vodka. Watka. Watka. <laughs> Sometimes stereotypes are true. I go to him. Of course they are. I'm like, have you been drinking? He goes, no, just vodka. I'm like, have you been those, <laughs> No, just he vodka. He puts vodka in his cereal. All right. So yeah. overall, it was a, a really, really good weekend. Um, I'm going to set something up over here, so why don't you jump into something, and I'll be back in two seconds. All right. Um... <laughs> good, good dead air, Ralph. <laughs> Sorry, I, I can't see my screen. All right. So uh, while you set that up, I have a question for you. Who is the greatest rock band ever? Or just the greatest musical group in history, would you say? In history, man? If you had to poll people, what would rank number one, typically? What group? I would say the Beatles are probably... Okay, Beatles. Let's just go with that. You would think with the Beatles, who are you, are an asshole. I am an asshole. (laughs) He just dropped his fucking phone. The Case case Keenum? So, you would think a band like that never... I mean, everything that could happen with them has already happened, right? Every story, there's no more we could break out. Everything they've ever recorded, there's nothing left with the Beatles. Well, apparently, there are some stories that we still don't know. Did you hear about what uh, Sir Paul McCartney said? Go on. All right, so apparently, before they were famous, the Beatles, including Paul and John, would party. But not every night, because sometimes they would have what they would call um, just messing around by sitting in, I guess, lawn chairs in the dark, um, masturbating together. But not not in front of a girl, not watching a pornographic movie. They would just yell names across the room to each other. Okay. So I have a lot of thoughts on this, and I actually, uh, I forgot to write it down, but I wanted to talk about it because I love the Beatles and I love masturbation. Where uh, would you rank that album? If you recorded that, where would that rank on the Beatles? If they recorded them jacking it? That'd it, be one. Um, It would have to pass That'd anything. be the Sgt. Peppers. <laughs> the Sgt. Peppers of, masturb- of group masturbation. Um, Now, the, the real question is, is something like that considered homosexual? Is it like teetering, or is it is it, or is it just que- it's questionable? Uh, I would say questionable. Is the here's right here's one of those things. Five years ago, I could easily answer this, but in today's with gender fluidity, and there's always another. I, yeah, I, I'm staying out of it. That's fair. Um, I, okay, then I, I it's not homo. I don't think it's homosexual, but it's, I don't think it's, que- it's questionable. I'll say this. I think it happens more than people will admit. You, absolutely. And I, I will openly admit, I remember being in like sixth grade, fifth, sixth grade when we first like found our parents' porno. It was when there were tapes. We found our parents' porno tapes. And I remember, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just admit it, that me and my friends would put on the tapes and each have our own blanket in different spots of the room jerking off because we just discovered like how to rub our, how to pull our pud. What, okay, you're going to act like you never did that? No. It's... Okay, then sorry. Shame on me. I didn't say anything. I just laughed. <laughs> um, no, it's... It, listen, I, I am totally... Com- I think you have to be very comfortable with who you are to not feel weird about just... that. Now I'd feel weird. Like, I'm not going to invite you to come over. Ralph, um, uh, the, the women are away this weekend. You want to hang out and uh, jerk off together? Yeah. We could do a double Dutch rudder. Only for watching Joe Dirt 2. Joe, yeah, we got to jack off while watching Joe Dirt. The, the key... But think about the... this. Think about this. One of those guys is... An icon for the counterculture. <laughs> the other's a knight. <laughs> that, <laughs> and at 18 years old, they're sitting in lawn chairs yelling, Sir Bridget. Paul Pulpud. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I think the key to keeping it where you can, if you if you are a straight man and you don't want to be questioned by anyone, you got to be in different corners of the room, and there can't be any visualization of the genital area. Well, there has the to be light, a blanket. The lights were off. The lights were off. It's not that bad as long as they weren't like right next to the each other. The story is that it's the Beatles. Yeah, it's the fucking Beatles, and I guarantee you, other bands have done. So. I mean, we just found out what's his name was. Uh, who is the um Cla- Cla- oh my god what's his name? Quincy Jones admitted uh all the gay sex that was going on with, with Mar- Ra- Marlon Brando uh, Richard Pryor yeah Mar- Mar- Richard Pryor Marlon Brando people in the entertainment industry are fucking weird you got to be weird to be that kind of an artist so it's to me that shows how good of an artist I am that I've actually jerked off in the room with my friend you're before. not an artist I'm gonna jerk off right now would I get kicked off Instagram live for that. Let's try it out. Okay. <laughs> I only need like two seconds to ever finish, so it's okay. I just, I find it hard to believe that 55 years later, we're still learning things about the Beatles that are not, oh, this is just, you know, they're digging for a story. That is front page news, Beatles stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a, a really good point. I mean, what, listen, ba- what listen, band do you think this came the- out? This came out on September 11th, and it was the second headline. <laughs> just put that in a perspective. Da- a day of remembrance. Paul was jerking off in the room with John. (laughs) (laughs) Wonder how Muhammad Atta felt about that. (laughs) That's why he did it. He knew before anyone else. If he knew that was coming out, he'd have a lot more to live for. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, if I knew that I was going to learn about John and Paul jerking off, I would have saved it. (laughs) Put it in my back pocket. That's offensive. That's vulgar. Yeah. uh, Oh, my God. I I love learning things about, like, the uh, people that, like, they idolize them. Like, people were startled to hear that Marlon Brando and Richard Pryor were doing gay sex together. Marlon Brando doesn't shock me. Richard Pryor... Richard, Pryor, Richard Pryor talked about sucking dick on his stand-up before, and people just thought it was stand-up, but he definitely always blurred the lines with his stand I mean, he, he was... Jimmy, Jim Norton? Well, let's be fair here. Jimmy has never openly gone with a, a man. Jimmy has. He said it. Has he said that? Yeah, I thought, yeah. I tr- no, he said when he was like 17 or 18, he was all oh, strong you're, you're out. You're 100% yeah. right. And he said like well, one he of the also deal- played Monster Rain. Yeah, yeah what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's about? a good point. Yeah, do you want to play Monster Rain? The guy What's, in the pool? Is it? W- that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're saying there's that's none. Good, I, we just, I know. We rattled I think three because, off the top of our I think heads. it's because the majority of Jimmy's like weird sexual escapades involve um, transgender individuals. Transgender. Transvestites. Um, a lot of it's, you know, drug-induced. A yeah. lot of it's him exploring his body with, like, kids. When he was a <laughs> kid. Oh, my dude. When he was a kid. <laughs> um, I, so, uh, is it weirder to play Monster Rain or, as an adult, masturbate with your friend in the room? Wh- both of you masturbating. What's weirder? The latter. Monster Rain's just kids. What if you play Monster Rain as an adult? Do you wanna? <laughs> I don't have a porch. If you guys don't know what Monster Rain is, this isn't my show. That's not my story to explain on here. So just do yourself a favor and Google Monster Rain. It, it's it's uh, it's ONA lore. Yeah, it was Jimmy lore to a lesser extent, but it, I mean it, the, the original story was told on ONA. And by the way, he experimented with kids as a kid. Yes. I would like to make he, that yeah, very yeah, clear, you, Mr. Norton. In today's culture, you saying that he he likes talking about experimenting with kids. No, 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 no. Jimmy Norton does not do that. We'd like to clarify, we love Jim Norton. We he we he's actually one of the few people I never expect to hear anything in that in the Me Too stuff about at no, all. No, because I think he's, he's very open with it. He's everything. very open and honest about it and he's also called out other people in the past. He was very fair about Louie as well. Um and Louie's one of his good friends. So the only thing with Jimmy is that how fair he is on some is how well they can advance their career because there's a lot of people I've heard him support that really yeah now you know if it was anyone else he now would... speaking of Louis um let's yeah. talk about Norm 
I want to oh, talk about, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about Norm. Um, so for those of you that don't know, Norm McDonald got in some hot water this week um, because he made comments that sounded like I will say sounded like because I'm not trying to misinterpret it either. That sounded like he was defending what Roseanne Barr tweeted and what Louis C.K. did. And I can understand out of context why it seemed out like of that. context. It doesn't sound at, good. Out of context, it's not, I'll say this: even out of context, I don't think it's career ending. No, it shouldn't be career ending. At the end of the day, he was. It, you have you have to understand. Um, I will stick up for most all of my friends in almost any situation, short of sexual assault, beating up their woman, um, killing an animal, hurting kids. You could, if you murdered someone, I'm going to ask you why, and then probably have your back more often than not. At the end of the day. These are his friends, and the Louis stuff is a little bit. I, I definitely understand him defending Roseanne more than Louis. Louis stuff is much trickier. Um, but what he was saying was that it, he wasn't marginalizing the victims. But I understand why it sounded like that. He was saying that what Louis and Roseanne are going through, no one else um, in this went through. Like they lost a lot. Like Roseanne, he most people that know Roseanne were concerned for her well-being on a suicide she level. De- she was devastated. Yeah, and she's a mentally ill person to begin with. So basically what he said is that while, yes, there are victims in this, we also have to understand that these stories tend to have blow blowbacks. Yes, absolutely. That far ex- inti- they can far exceed what is done where what you are doing is a two out of ten, but you're getting payback of like eight out of yeah, ten. And basically. Then, and then he got canceled on Jimmy Fallon. And I, I saw uh, I and mean, he defended Fallon. I was very angry and I don't like Fallon at all. Um, he defended Fallon after the fact because I thought it was Fallon's Who, decision. Norm did? Yeah, but Fallon, um, he said that he was still going to have him on, but then he found out that executive producers of the Jimmy Fallon show were literally crying because of Norm's comments, and they felt threatened by him being there. Norm McDonald, who has never been in trouble. Norm McDonald, who's always in character. He is arguably the most respected stand-up comedian on every level of the last 20 years. Hey, does anyone ever shit-talk Norm McDonald? On- Jimmy Fallon. J- yeah, well... I know what you're saying. <laughs> so, he then he had to go on The View yesterday and explain his comments. Comments. Well, then he got in trouble on Stern, though, because he uh, made a comment about Down syndrome. Yeah, because he made he, a joke about and Down syndrome. I, I, read, I saw he made a comment about that, too. He said, as I was saying it, I, I he was about to say the word Something retarded. Worse. He was going to say retarded. Yeah. And he realized, and then he said Down syndrome, and he said, and I I, I, I stumbled. And he openly admitted, I probably shouldn't have said it's, that. You know what it is? It, it's, it's crazy. You, it's, you, we've drawn lines in the sand saying, you could say this, you can't say this. Okay, I get it. But now it's being... The spirit is just completely out of it. Yeah. It's just, what did you say? We're going to put this through our monitor, whether it's acceptable or not. 100%. And you're no or a yes. And if you're yeah. a no, you can't go back on the yes ever. Yeah, and if you support, and then eventually there's if you be support no Pete, your friends that did something bad, and again, not condoning anything Louis did, but he's not Harvey Weinstein. You can't put it on that level. What he did was still atrocious, but he's not Harvey Weinstein. He... It doesn't mean he's supporting those actions. He said, I'm not supporting those actions. He said, I'm not it's my support- friend. It's, he's my friend, and I'm worried about him. Because literally, that's the risk you run when you... when It's not just the risk you're doing when you do something like Louie did. But uh, they have so much to lose, and it makes it even dumber that they think that behavior is acceptable. But what Roseanne lost is dramatic. I mean, she still has an empire, because she's going to be c- collecting Roseanne residuals for the rest of her life. Also, I, I still believe that Roseanne is going to be one of those cases where... Give it some time. Well, I, mean, I, I think... Look at how they cheered that uh, kid on the Brewers, that pitcher that they found his tweets from he was 18, Josh Hader. He makes it, he gets get sensitivity training, and then they give him a standing ovation the next game back. I will say this, the standing ovation did look a little, it was a bad optic. Yeah, well, there's definitely... It was, it was, they weren't cheering what he said, they were the, cheering ex- uh, support. Exactly. But, but again, you can't 
you can't even do that. You have to say you're bad. You're a pariah. That's it. Yeah, you no. can't. You can't go by. You, you're not allowed to go case by case. You're not allowed to defend the person under any circumstances. And like all, all joking aside, like there's a reason why I get all like I say a lot of inappropriate things, jokes and things like that. Not on the air. On the air, though, like I want to be careful because, like, I still have yeah, a life. A I still, have, you know, absolutely I have a profession. Like, I don't want to lose everything because something. Even now, I want to tempt you into saying something bad so you do lose everything. <laughs> I'm just gonna provoke you. Well, I, I wish you were one of those people that like r- read what was written, no matter what it was, and I would just start putting terrible words on there, like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> like I, if that happened, and I just wanted to get at you one day. You drop a terrible word. I would just edit it out, though. But I'm saying if you were one of those people that... Re- yeah, true. You'd edit <laughs> it out after the fact. You usually have to edit because of me. I've, I've had to edit myself a few times. Uh, I there was s- one really bad one uh, where I, I said, def- I can't believe I just said that. I de- Yeah, I, I remember. I definitely... Um, I'm I'm more uh, risky than you are in that regard because I don't work in a corporate structure. Mm-hmm. I work for a small business, but there's been plenty of times where uh, we've both gone back on our social medias and saw things that to us we know what our intention was. But I had a joke on there that I I elected to keep up because if you don't understand this is a joke, you're stupid. And it's one of my favorite Facebook statuses I ever posted. It was they say one in every uh, fourteen individuals next, or one of every thirty individuals lives next to a, next door to a pedophile. Not me. I live next to two gorgeous twelve years old, twelve year old, twelve years old, twelve year, twelve year olds. That's what, funny. Good job stumbling that, on that. That's that's funny. And but I I well, was those... looking, I had to think about it if I was going to get some shit for that or not. Well, I think another thing is that standards what was acceptable then the problem is we well, no, now joke, jokes just aren't acceptable now we have a record of everything we've done yes correct and everything's we, documented standards change but the records don't change with them so some you said then would have been ah he probably should have said that now is a career killer because we have decided that these words were acceptable then correct. now they're not and there's a lot of things where you know i was 16 i said oh, that was stupid even then and I really wasn't that bad. I definitely wasn't as bad as you. No. There were a few things where I was like, oh, this is I, questionable. I, I, 16, then, I was that bad three years ago. Then I actually went through <laughs> and I deleted things that today are acceptable, but 10 years from now may be problematic. Like now I yeah, need to- Yeah, that's a good point. I if, need to now plan out how people's mindsets will just change. The way, just the way it's all amped up in the last- Everyone's like, wound well, up too it, tight. There, there's two different things. I, I mean, the, the racial stuff has really heated up in the last- 10 years we'll say and in the last two years anything along the lines of um, sexual misconduct joking I'm not saying it's actually but because of the actual speaking out against sexual misconduct the jokes are no longer acceptable in any form well I'll say you some and then you know what it is you adjust as well too though you have to I was driving here I listened to the fantasy football network on Sirius yes I am that pathetic that I listen to high Instagram live I see people leaving comments but I can't read it here it's kluchy um (laughs) so Probably. So um, I, I listened to the Fantasy Football Network, and they were talking. People call in and say, hey, I have this trade. And one guy said, oh, you got trade raped, a term made famous from, from the, the league. league. Yeah, trade rape. And I was driving, and I went, ugh. Like, I had a shiver because he said rape. He said rape. Now, granted, the context of it is not anything related to rape. All it means is that you're taking was using the best the wor- players for nothing. They, they use the word rape when they talk about, they say they rape and pillage the village, like when you would take over a community or a town. Yeah. So it's... It is a term that is used beyond the scope of how rape is commonly defined. But it, it's just, I, I don't know if it's right. And I, I think the gut instinct is to say, no, this is wrong. Let's fight against it. But at the same time, I also think 
there are things that probably in the 50s that were acceptable. Uh, yeah, it's smack, no, no, it, smacking not, your woman when dinner was cold. So I understand. <laughs> Times change. I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all answer to it. I can't say you should be allowed to say everything because, no, you no, shouldn't you be shouldn't. allowed to say everything. Um, but I also think we need to... I still think that society is learning how to use social media. It's only been around for 10 years. Yeah. And well, I and think it's going to go to... I think it's going to be similar how the 60s where someone like Lenny Bruce was a pariah, hated, bash, yet his fans. And now, in retrospect, he's this progressive mindset. And you watch his stand-up now, you're like, what was the problem? Not progressive in the... Like, you know, uh, politically, edgy, but... Edgy. Edgy. Yeah, he, so, pushed, he pushed limits that were... He pushed the boundary where there wasn't one yet. I think some people are going to fall in that category. I think some people are going to say, no, I'm sucking my ways, and I don't care if I offend anyone, and I think those people are going to lost in the dust. Yeah. And I think there's going to be a medium where they go, you know what? He shouldn't have said that, but he said it. Whatever. He's human. Well, the other thing is in how you're saying the times change, and I think it seems like it's almost every 20 years or so previously, there's this change culturally, um, whether it's about accepting, um, going back to the 50s and 60s when they started doing uh, t- desegregation, mm-hmm. um, and then you're talking about women's lib. Which would be and, the 70s. But, but now what's happening, because, as you said, of social media, everything is put into hyperdrive. Everything is advancing so much faster. I don't and think everyone should have a voice. Well, I no, think that's it, what it is. You should have to, I think for social media, you should, one, have to pass an IQ test. I think your IQ should be slightly above average and have social media because that would show, for the most part, you can use it responsibly. Um, You know what? Actually, I'm going to take that back. I don't think that not everyone should have a voice. We need to stop valuing everyone's voice equally. Yes, and you got to stop you, you got to stop taking everyone's word as fact instantly. I'll give you before Ale, before but that was that that's the balance to not believing anyone for years that now that they if someone says something you have to believe everything cuz you didn't believe everything. Let me for let years. me give you an example. Sure. Um a cousin of mine um you, you don't know him you're never going to meet him just kind of is a he hot? distant cousin. Yeah, he's great. No, is he hot? Yeah. Okay, great body. Um he uh he's very right wing to the point where not let's break out of the you know snowflake territory. There are things where he goes where I'm like oh I don't I oh how? so it's yeah. it's beyond he's, yeah 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 he, no, he, no. he teeters on alt right alt right as as opposed to you who is uh the, the what screaming liberal yeah, social right. justice warrior. So he posted he he posted some from this like far right newspaper. Okay, I don't want to say far right, but it was a, it was a right it was right was it Breitbart? No no no. Okay, it was like. Fox News level. I'll okay, say. okay, sure. so it's not that bad. And he basically, the headline said, "Feminists are outraged at Apple because their screens are too big." <laughs> so that it's sexist to have big Apple screens. Good. So I go. Okay. I love Apple. I hope their so shares go. I up. looked through. Apparently, the article said that women think that because men have bigger hands, we develop phones. Blah blah blah. blah. There was no to argument. Developed by the Chinese. But wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me just, <laughs> let me just finish. The women are outraged. Were two random women on social media? Why That's are you writing they- an article about two people who we don't even know if they're trolling? We like, why are we giving credence to, to nobodies? Like that's saying like. Breaking news, you're Ralph giving, you're giving, doesn't like the new McChicken. You're <laughs> like, giving every soccer mom and basement dweller playing video games a voice. And should they, they, listen, they should have a voice within their own community. They should not have a voice on the national level, and that's what you're risking with this. 
Um, so it, this is teetering on the almost the political side, but the last thing I want to say about Norm is I was happy to see that Netflix did not cancel his new show. Um, I just watched the first episode last night. Oh, um, oh it's up? I did, yeah, I, it went I up did. yesterday, the oh, whole season. Good. The first episode is David Spade, who actually is a pretty funny guy on interviews. I've always liked David he, Spade. He's a very funny guy, and Norm is just, he's brilliant. He, he might have the greatest comedic timing in a, a, a personalized setting of anyone I've ever seen. I think Norm has... The two, my two favorite comedy Keep moments, going. top you know fifty. One where he was on the View and just kept saying, "Bill Clinton killed a guy." Bill Clinton killed a guy, and he pulls out a phone. and He goes, "They want me to do a bit with the phone. I'm not doing the bit." Bill Clinton killed a guy, and he got thrown off. And then my second was the Bob Saget roast, I believe it is, where he wrote oh, clean jokes. Where he bombed intentionally. He intentionally bombed. The cringe factor is amazing, and there's just. He he would say his punchline, and there would just be light, polite like titters. So um, yeah, no, he takes risks. I I think he's one of the smartest um comedians, comedians of our generation. He, he's brilliant, and he's definitely one, the most underrated. He's in I one think of my favorite down. comedies ever in Dirty Work. I love Dirty Work. He's great in Dirty Him Work. Him and Artie, he saved Artie in a lot of Artie's career because Artie was on the brink of getting kicked off Mad TV. He brought him to Stern. Yeah, he brought him to Stern. Um, but Norm, you, there's videos you could find on YouTube of Norm just ripping on people. And it's some of the funniest shit you'll ever see. And the see. thing about Norm is you don't know where the character ends. Yeah. You, there's he, someone that oh. we... Okay, there's someone that we know. We're not going to say the name here. Who... We don't know where the bit begins and the bit ends, uh, but he's always in character. Yes, and I've definitely known him longer than you. Yes. But... Um, it's so funny when I I've actually I get him to break character more than anyone. I've had him. I don't break want. Character. I don't want to see him break character. No, I mean you don't talk to him like I do on the side. No, I, I know. Me and him talk all the time, um, but he knows who he is. So um, right now we're just gonna log off Instagram Live, maybe do Facebook for a minute, uh, just to say hi to people. So if you're watching, um, hi. I forgot your name, Serbian person. Uh, but bye. Um, episode will be up on Monday for everyone that wants to hear the rest. Um, and live video. Okay, so, <laughs> um, all right, so I had a couple things. Um, we, we clearly, we didn't, we reviewed last week on the football show, so we should probably just dive into our, who our picks are going to be this week. All right. Um, so I, I need to pull them back up so, okay. so I remember. I asked you about two movies specifically a couple weeks ago, if you had seen one, and you said one you wanted to watch on your own, and that's the one I did want to give you, but I'm going to let you yeah, have that. Yeah, that. that one, that's so, a, that's a rough I'm going to give you the other one. I'm going to give you Whiplash. Um, Whiplash came out three years ago, I want to say. Uh, Miles Teller uh, plays a kid going to a very prestigious um, music school. And uh, he's a drummer. And he has a, uh, an instructor or a teacher played by the brilliant J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons is... I know this movie now. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I know the movie you're talking about. So J.K. Simmons won an Oscar for it, uh, Best Supporting Actor. And he is unbelievably good. Um, wait, what are you, why are you looking at football picks? I'm talking about the movie and show picks. I just... Oh, I thought you were talking about your football no, picks afterwards. No, jackass. When you said picks. No, our movie... We're a movie and TV oh. show... A movie and music show, you jackass. I'm confused. I was I'm like, I thought we weren't doing the picks I'm, Why the did air? you think I started talking about a movie? Because you're an idiot. That's true. That's all you talk about. So, um, whip How much is the movie gross? Uh, not much. It was more Dude, of an indie Do you have film. new screenshots from the new Halloween movie? I know. The new trailer did come out, though. Why All don't right. you stay on track, jackass? I what? am on track. No you're, no, you're not, clearly. What are you so, talking about? So That's um, my next story. Okay, I'm giving you Whiplash this week. Um, it This movie made me so uncomfortable when I saw it because J.K. Simmons is such a cocksucker. He reminded me of Ar Arlie Emery in Full Metal Jacket. 
He was brutal. It was um, it, very just uncomfortable from start to finish, and uh, he deserved the Oscar he got. J.K. Simmons, so many people just know him as the dad from, like, fucking Juno. To me, he's Schillinger from Oz. He was the most vile neo-Nazi I'd seen on a TV show or a movie ever. He's one of those guys, he's just kind of in everything. He's versatile. He's a, he's a great actor. He deserved the Oscar. He was a character actor until recently. Yeah, I mean, but... See, was I, he uh, the barber and something? The barber. Yeah. He play now he plays uh Commissioner Gordon in the, the DC movies. <laughs> um Did so, he also want Spider Man? Yeah, he was um J. Jonah Jameson um in Spider Man or Sp- uh, Spooder Man. Um so yeah, you're gonna get whiplash this week and All I right. think you're really, really gonna like All right, it. I'll, I'll take a look. All right, what am I getting? So I'm giving you um I'm a big fan of bands' albums that are released before the band becomes big. So, for instance, Eminem's uh, Infinite. Yeah, sure. Um, Grit Sandwiches for Breakfast by Kid Rock. <laughs> Kid Rock. Um, Mate Feed Killed Repeat Slipknot. Uh, yeah. the, the, uh, the AFI, where they were more just yes. a punk band. So I like those things. Sure. I'm giving you The Offspring's debut, oh, known as yeah. The Offspring. The Offspring. So I'm in. Go into this album. I, I listened to it recently. It's a very raw album. Okay. It's... As unpolished, when you listen to it, you go, you could tell it's the offspring, but they might as well be demos. What I really like about this is, one, it's a band that really didn't expect to get famous, it sounds like. It's like a band just having fun writing songs with their friends. Yeah. Some of the things they sing about on this album make you go, what the hell? They have a song called Beheaded, which is literally about <laughs> a guy who goes around town chopping people's heads off. Um. <laughs> They have a uh, song Elders, which is the only song from the album which kind of ever, you know, became a staple. Yep. They have a song called Jennifer Lost the War today, or maybe it was just called Jennifer Lost the War, which is up there with the top 10 offspring songs, in my opinion. It's raw. There's times when they play, they clearly play the wrong note and they just go, fuck it, let's keep That's it. That's cool, though. It I, sounds authentic. It's a chaotic album. It's not an album the way what I did, describe it. did it come out? Uh, 89. So 30 years, 30 years old. It's different style. It's more just um, more just pure punk opposed to the pop punk. Yeah, album. yeah. It does not sound like a band that was going to ever get famous. It didn't sound like they were going to come out with Pretty Fly for a white guy. But it's a fun album. I really Offspring has always been fun. Offspring gets a lot of flack because one, they released a lot of shit the yeah, last fifteen after, years. After Americana, there was a significant conspiracy of one was they, eh. had, they had singles, but after Americana, it just took a a, a, a weird, weird... Down I think they got too big for their own good. You know what it is? It's almost like the post Black Album fallout yes, for Metallica. Yes, exactly. Very or just similar. Black Album on, not even post. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, the Black Album. Album and then on uh, that was their that was although their last two albums have been pretty good I will say I like Death Magnetic and the most I recent actually one. like the most recent one the most lot. recent one is great Hardwired to Self Destruct great album that's actually funny you brought that up because uh, pick Offspring the Offspring yes are you a fan of bands doing covers of other band stuff like you're in you're seeing a show. Uh, you're seeing Slipknot, and all of a sudden they start playing, yeah, you know, um, like Anthrax or I, something. Uh, like so I saw when, one time when I saw Slipknot and Corn, they did a mashup of them doing Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. That's awesome, and it was fucking great. I got to post it. You would love that. It was really good. Well, apparently a cover's going making uh, the rounds from a concert, and people aren't happy. What is it? They're not happy because it's actually pretty good. Nickelback covering Metallica. I saw that. I did see Nickel. It was it was a good it cover. Wasn't I will good. say it was great. They did a very good cover. So, so we got to give some. We props have to, to post Nickelback. that. I would I would play it on air. I don't know. It, it, it'd, it'd be iffy. Yeah, I wouldn't mess iffy. with it. But we'll post we'll it on, post the, on face- the Facebook, but the Twitter page. I I'm of the opinion Nickelback sucks. I am not defending Nickelback. What I do think is that it is a lazy argument to just shit on Nickelback. Yeah. There's a lot of bands that are much worse. Yes, absolutely. Than Nickelback. 
Their music's not good, but it's just generic, so boring, like, cock rock. What Nickelback did, and um, while I hate Nickelback and I think they suck, you have to respect that they've remained so successful. And one of the reasons they've remained so successful is they, they, found, they found their box. And they have, not decide, they have not tried to branch out of that box nope. even a little bit. They stayed right there. They said, this is what works for us. They make terrible sounding music where everything sounds the same with terrible lyrics and they're one of the top selling rock bands of the last 25 years um so it's it's pretty crazy but canada can have them back are they from canada they're from canada okay they can have them back take brian adams too <laughs> okay just just take all of them um keep are, rush i, I so, want to keep rush so yeah. i had a i had a couple things yeah yeah I'll, i can i can keep rush yeah rush is fine all right we'll post uh, that on the uh on the page um a um, couple things Monday. i had uh yesterday a the new thrice album dropped obviously you know i'm a big fan of thrice you saw yeah, actually with i was gonna listen to it it's, um on the way here but i was too busy listening to um face football trade <laughs> definitely check it out it's really cool um it sounds different than anything i've done like the, some of the songs have like an industrial sound oh i love um, industrial yeah it's like the first song on it is a very industrial sound they've done some weird harmony and time signature things um every album thrice kind of reinvents themselves while kind of keeping that same they do keep their same i love sound. when a band does it's, that but they've since um their so they had their first few albums were identity crisis um I for, oh my god uh, allu- um, Illusion of Safety when Artist did, in the Ambulance When did the Elements albums come okay, out? Okay so it went uh, After Artist in the Ambulance Which is probably their best album That's the one that uh, Yeah um, that one it was, I go Then it was Visu Which uh, where they first started To get a little digital A little electronic And then it was the Alchemy Index Yeah I don't, I don't remember I, I don't like the al- That's my least favorite album I like them It's a double album Um, There's some good songs on it but Oh wait is there Are there four albums Or it's so, two double so albums It's two double albums I believe no, it's two. It's it's just a double album. I be, double check. It might be full. You might be right. I just know I, I, don't I did know. not. I, I did not care for it. And then they came out with a couple more things, and they really found their groove again. They became more of a rock, hard rock band. Certain songs sound like old thrice, and other stuff sounds like it's just it. They they grew up. You can't constantly be a thrash, uh, grunge band kind of. You just can't do that for your entire career. You're forty. Thri- like, thrice is a tough. I don't even know what genre I put the band in. Early on, they were like screamo emo. But oh, they- I could put. I could put phases of them yeah, into boxes they, they but were, i can't say they weren't like taking back sunday they weren't like they're not brand really part new. of a scene no they they were liked by people that liked that scene but they were in another class musically metal, metal people like them. yeah they're they're so well respected they're more they're more serious um and this new album um the lead singer has one of the best voices out there dustin you saw them live without yeah. even being a big fan they're amazing live um so the new album's called palms it's yeah. really fun and the good. thing about thrice is i don't I've just never jumped into them. Yeah, like I don't have a problem with them and everything I've ever heard I liked. I just never took that step to become like a fan, which I think if I give it a, you know, I th- I think if you, I take 2 weeks and I listen to them, I would be right up I think if you, if you started with Illusion of Safety and then went to um Illusion of Safety that, that's, that's the one that's Deadbolt on it. Yeah, yeah that, that, I know that one. And then I think you would love Artist in the Ambulance. Um and then Vehesu's pretty good. It's got some good songs. No, no, on. no. That that's I'm sorry. Yeah, the ambulance one. That's the one. I Ar- go Artist to. in the ambulance. That's is the a one. Brilliant, that's brilliant one that I've album. listened to the most. Um, all right. So then I had a couple movie things too. Um, underrated horror franchise, in my opinion, uh, one of the underrated slashers in horror. Remember the Candyman? Yeah, Tony, yeah. Candyman was cool. I liked the first one a lot. The Tony, Candyman. Candyman. Um, Tony Todd plays uh, the Candyman, and it's kind of a franchise that was ahead of its time, a lot like the Hellraiser franchise. Um, was restricted by budget, uh, technology, and now apparently Jordan Peele is trying to recreate the Candyman. Um, and I actually like that Peele is very interested in these franchises that... That's a franchise... See, 
That's a movie that should be remade. Yeah, agreed. Remade. Because it's a movie that it was kind of a cult movie, but it, got it never swept under the rug. Got swept under the rug compared to Freddie Jason, Michael Myers. You have something completely different. You have um a black serial killer, a black yeah. villain, which is very uncommon in there. So I actually think there's a market for it. I Absolutely. think it's something that people would really like, and some that people don't know. And then you could have the well, do you like the new one or the old one? Yeah, that absolutely. is the movie franchise. Perfect and to it's remake. So, not only like it's so weird. Like almost people that even aren't horror fans, they know Freddy, they know Jason. They've all probably seen at least one movie or part of it. Not a ton of casual viewers have seen The Candyman. I've and seen it, but by chance, it's, not by it's design. a pretty fucked up movie. Like it's actually kind of disturbing at times. So I think it's really cool that he's revisiting that. And by the same notion, they announced um, going into movies again. Uh, the Venom movie is coming out. Um, and I'm really upset because they they decide Sony pushed them to get a PG-13 rating, and I think it, it, come on, Deadpool was so successful. How successful was Logan with the R rating? This is the time to do it. Like you finally have a, a track record of these comic book movies with R ratings doing very well, and now just because you want to get the kids in there, even though there's not gonna be any Spider-Man in Venom, you have to make it PG-13. Like just go with the R rating. It, it's I don't I, I don't put a lot of credence no, in that. I, I don't. I, I think if you make a well movie, I don't if, think it's gonna make, make or break the movie. If you make it a good make, movie, it, the rating shouldn't matter. If it's a good movie, the rating yeah, shouldn't matter. I, I've seen great comedies that are like PG thirteen for sure. For sure, and I've seen awful like horror moves that are R. So Absolutely, that, that doesn't bother it's, me. It's just that I think the expectations for what they could do with this character and the trailers are leaving a lot to be desired for fans of the character. To, so I don't think that really helps the scenario. To here. be fair, to be fair though, comic book movies are for children. I think that is, and I get it that it's change and we've grown up and stuff, but I do think, here's the thing, if you don't make these movies accessible to kids now, then all of a sudden you're going to have a generation where we're going, why aren't comic book movies doing well anymore? I, 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 I highly think, disagree. Look at how well Deadpool did, both of them, R-rated. Deadpool well, did great with us. How many kids do you know are walking around with a Deadpool backpack? A lot. Dude, you go to fucking Kohl's, Walmart, Target, it's all Deadpool merch. There's a ton of Deadpool How merch. many kids are you around? <laughs> too many. Um, so, no, I, I get what but you're go saying. back to Blade. Blade was the first big one, R-rated. Um, what else? Uh, Logan. Logan was the most successful X-Men movie, rated R. So, what what you have I think here? You need to have a mix up. Well, you have I, to have that's a mix. exactly what it yeah. is. So, what you're doing is you're appealing to the generation that is coming up now with the MCU, the the Avengers, everything like that, the DC stuff. No matter what you think of it, and then you have our generation that came up with Blade. That came up with Wolverine, and then we finally got that was for us. Like Logan yeah. was for people that grew up with that, and I think that's what you can do. You're gonna, and then you're gonna have these kids now that when they turn seven, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, they're gonna fall in love with it. I actually have a question. You bring up a point. Do you know anybody who now that's probably like seventeen or eighteen that grew up with the new Star Wars, not the new Star Wars, but the prequels? I wonder how people who grew up, not with the hype of the prequels, okay. but that's their jumping into Star Wars, how they really believe those okay. movies held so, up. So um, I know someone like that, and one, um, Dr. Bob. Um, he only first really saw the prequels, so that to him is his first introduction to Star Wars. And he is he's four years younger than us, I yeah. think is what it is, but that was his real introduction to it, so he has a different affinity for it 
than he does. And one of the reasons and he was I, still older when he yeah. saw it. I'm talking about kids like people who were like um, six. Yes, when they saw I definitely it. think that's the case. Um, that to them this is Star Wars, and they're going back and revisiting it. And there, there's definitely been things I've read online where kids lo- really are like up as far as the new ones go. The most recent ones, this is Star Wars to them. And then kids that are you know 18, 19, 20, they love the prequels. And so it, it's you're you're catering to four really four generations, five generations of Star Wars fans in a lot of ways. See, I so think I, I, that and that's why. They, they know what they're doing. Yeah, and that's, that's why I thing. think with the comic book stuff that it is so oversaturated, but the one thing that hasn't truly been targeted... I keep getting is, ads for rehab for is, some reason. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but maybe my computer... They know you're getting married soon, and that's your next step. I'm a junkie. Every webpage oh, has a, I had, a rehab. I, I had uh, something ad. to follow up with you on about um, that involves you getting married, um, because really, realistically, there's a couple things. You get a girlfriend, you get engaged, you get married, you have kids, and having kids, and I don't know what your plans are, but realistically, in the timeline of things, that's what it would look like. If you have a goddamn gender reveal party, I, we, we, I, I, I will castrate you. There's nothing that offends me more than a gender reveal party. No, no, I, 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 I'm right with you. Me, I, we, we've actually, Mike, we had Mike on the show. Yes. Do you know how he revealed his uh, his child's gender? He reached in. He, <laughs> he posted a picture of the sonogram and circled oh, the yeah, penis. Oh, yeah, the dick. He circled, and he goes, the dick. here's my gender reveal. My son has a See, dick. That's funny, but I see some of these where, like, why do you care? Like, I understand you have to care, but it's such an intimate moment, and then you have to involve all these fucking it's people. Just another... I'm going to be honest with you guys. If you're pregnant and or your your wife is about to have a kid, you're listening to this. Your friends really don't care that much until the baby's here. Legitimately, no, I, I don't give a shit. Your your family probably they're happy that she's pregnant, but they don't need all this stuff. It's just another thing they have to pay for when you're going to have a baby shower. Now we got to pay for a gender reveal party and it's... blue and pink fucking smoke. Shut up. No, Shut up. And now, and frankly, and I'm surprised you're not championing this. Your opinion is that they don't have genders when they're born. You let them decide themselves. You call it they. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. So wait, wait. I, got I, just, I just the, wanted to be sure you weren't going to do that. The, the um, fact that you brought up a gender reveal just made me think of something. This is off for off the air, because. Uh, but just look at this. If you do a gender reveal, this is how you need to do it, though. Yeah, I saw that. That shit's With a, funny. Just a baby the just comes baby. out. If you're going to do it, you need to make a complete mockery of it. And if you're listening to this we're, and you've had a gender we're not re- doing and if, if you've had a gender reveal party, fuck you. We're not doing it. That's all I got to say. We don't and, have a kid uh, to reveal. I know, but I'm saying realistically in the timeline of things, that would be the logical next step. Maybe you'll just adopt a little Cambodian child. Okay. Do you want to do that? No, I'll babysit. I want my own kid. I'll babysit. Sure, adopt your own. Would you trust me babysitting? No. Why? Because I hate you. <laughs> That's not a good reason, though. Look, I uh, I got something for you. So, before you got your current job, when you sure. were in like high school, sure. you know, college age, you probably worked a lot of like odd jobs. I didn't work like... at a car wash. I did. <laughs> Go ahead. Did you ever work at a, I guess, you worked at Best Buy, so Best Buy is not a good example, sure. but did you ever work at like a store where it would be easy to... Steal a candy bar or something. I worked like in that. a movie theater. <laughs> okay. Did you uh, help yourself to uh, treats occasionally? One thousand percent. What we ha- would do, and this is ears would do this sometimes too. We when we were going to restock candy, we'd go upstairs and we kick a hole in the fucking box that was holding it, and you had to junk it out like instantly if the box that they came in was damaged. So, oh, I want snow caps. Pop. Well, in Ohio, um, the police are investigating a woman who apparently stole from a giant supermarket $9,200 worth of ham over an eight-year period. She stole $9,200 worth of ham. Apparently, the store um, believes that she stole between three to five slices of ham every single day over an eight-year period. That's a lot of fucking ham. 
How have you eaten that much ham in your entire life? I've tried. I've never seen you eat ham. Um, I like ham. Um, are we talking about ham as like <laughs> I a like ham. as like a, a glazed no. honey ham or like cold cuts? Either one. What did she steal? Like the uh, like a, a big, it was, it a was big cold ham? cuts. It was cold cuts. <laughs> okay, that she is, would slice and be like one for you, one for me. That's a lot of ham, dude. How much? How do you eat that much ham? I, how can you eat more ham? I, uh, do, do you like ham? I'm, I'm indifferent. You're to indifferent it. to ham. And I'll All put right. it this way. I won't not eat ham, but it's definitely my lowest. Um, like if there's a chafing dish, ham's always the last one. What's I go your to. favorite cold cut? I like like um, honey glazed turkey. Okay, that's a good one. I like turkey. I'm not a roast beef fan because I feel like if I'm eating beef, I want it to be like a steak. I don't like cheap beef. <laughs> cheap? You don't like cheap, cheap beef. beef? And then um, I'm a big fan of just good um. We're not talking about like prosciutto and stuff like no, that. We're just no. talking about like cheap. Okay. Um, I like a good salami too. Salami, I love. I like roast beef. Oh, um, that's actually funny. I love pastrami, corned beef. That reminds me. Apparently, the authorities also said she occasionally ate salami. The police report said ninety two hundred dollars worth of ham and the occasional salami, the salamo, I guess. Oh, another place I used to steal food from. Um, I for a summer I worked in um a warehouse that it was called Cheeseworks. <laughs> So it was Cheeseworks. You know where it is? It's on Mar- Mar- I know. I know the story about so, Cheeseworks. So Cheeseworks was um they they sold imported cheeses, um meats, uh candy that would go to like bakeries. Like they would literally at one time I bought a fifteen pound chocolate bar from the place, um but they sold go- gourmet candy bars and uh we would just swipe them sometimes. We would swipe some of the cheese. Some of this cheese is the worst smelling stuff. There's a cheese, guys. If you can find this, find Grayson. It's called Grayson. And it is, it smells Isn't like... is that the MMA family? Gracie. Um, Grayson sm- <laughs> smells like a mix of vomit, that fucking juice cleanse drink, and sweaty feet. It is vile. They would always make the new hire smell it. Does it taste good? No, no. It's gross. I don't understand. And I love cheese. Cheese. The other night, I, I made, I had, um, we made like this um, like Mexican dish, and we were like, have just a cheese quesadilla that you could dip in it. It was like a mm-hmm. chili soup kind of thing. And I, I, was, I was still hungry, and I had like, I had five tortillas left, so I can make two more quesadillas and one like half quesadilla, but I ran out of cheese. But I had string cheese. <laughs> so I put the string cheese inside of it, and about Adapt. <laughs> yeah, I adapted. And I was sitting there, I was like, that was too much cheese. <laughs> you know what's funny? When you don't have like food, the amount of like food uh like meals you can improvise. Like, what is the saddest meal that you've ever made? Not meal, but like a snack you made. I'll give you one. Okay. I had celery sticks, disgusting. And I had half a jar of like Thai peanut sauce. Oh. So I would pour the peanut sauce in the celery. Eat the peanuts, chew it up, and then realize I don't like the celery and spit that out. The celery was just a vehicle to get the peanut sauce into my mouth because <laughs> I didn't just want to sip it like a beer can. That is, dude, oh, I'm, I'm on Twitter Live right now, too. Oh, it's so great. I, but you can't use the front-facing camera, which is dumb. Um, the saddest meal I've made, um, I've definitely just eaten bread before. Um, well, it just reminded me of one of my funny, the funniest stories I could think of about Taylor Micah in the pit. Taylor Micah, um, Taylor Micah, in, not in, in the studio. Pit with Taylor Micah, he's Taylor not Mike, in studio. He, he messed up his file. Uh, <laughs> so I had to. We were going to Josh and I were going to a football game, and there was a parking pass left at Greg's house when Taylor was living at Greg's before I lived there, and we had to pick it up on the way. So I walked in, and Taylor was sleeping. So naturally, I walk into his room and I like jumped right on him while he was sleeping. 
he stands up and he's talking to me and um he, he we're talking like in the kitchen and then i see him reach up on top of the fridge and he grabs a package of hot dog buns and i'm like oh breakfast hot dog he's like no breakfast hot dog bun <laughs> wait, wait so as he grabs the hot dog bun and this is a great visual he goes to eat it as it's about to enter his mouth i see it's covered in mold like it is fucking green and dusty and Ew. cottony and right as he goes up in his mouth I'm like taylor it's covered in mold he goes Spits it out. He runs over to the sink and puts his mouth under the faucet. The vile son of a bitch. Um, I've eaten something. You know, now I'm drawing a little bit. I once made bread, pounded it into the rough size of like what a like a personal pizza would. So white bread, like pounded it almost into like a sphere. Took salsa because I didn't have pizza sauce. Put it on and just ate salsa and pounded white bread. That's a pretty, that's a desperation meal. I'm trying to think if I've done any other, like, weird ones. You know what's um, good? Oh, I, I had just a pizza dough crust one time, like, the, the shell, oh. and I just, I toasted it, and I put, like, butter on it. You know what? <laughs> we need to, I have a bit for next week. Okay. We're going to bring in, we're going to try two, each of us make two desperation meals, and we'll do a taste test on <laughs> I'm air. Just, I'm just going to bring ice cubes. <laughs> I'm going to make vodka cubes. It won't freeze. <laughs> so it'll just be vodka. <laughs> Water and vodka. Oh, that, that would taste fucking great. You gotta eat it with a fork and knife, though. What are you talking about? You're just stringing Stuff. words together. I'm just saying things. All right, so desperation meal next week. Okay, I got I'll, it. Um, two. Do you think you can do two? Cheap. Yeah. Like, cheap-ass yeah, shit. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I got something. Here's the thing. I'm actually a good cook, so I need to actually, like... Think about it. I have to try to, like, pull myself back, because, like, I'm going to be like, okay, a little coriander. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about four ingredients maximum. <laughs> okay, I'm in. Um, so before we wrap up into our hot takes, um, there's one other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, it's mid-September. We're coming into October, which for me is a great year or great time. Great year. Great time because it's Halloween season, which means I'm watching horror movies the whole time. Which every you like horror? I nah, it's okay. I'm I'm indifferent to horror. Oh, you think that would come up? Yeah, every, every show. so often. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so during October, I'm going to give you a horror movie each time. Okay. Um, and there's one thing I wanted to approach with you about what would be a good one, and I don't know if you you've seen it or if you haven't seen it in years but on October 24th and 25th at the AMC theaters they are doing they're going to be showing a 4K restoration of the original Night of the Living Dead one of my all-time oh, favorite movies I definitely um, see that and it would be cool to uh, so this it wasn't just my idea you were going to watch that and then what the actual movie I'd give you is the 1991 remake by Tom Savini which I've been in a debate with other Twitter never accounts. seen the remake the remake is incredible it's a great remake um so I was thinking we could go see that in the 4K and I saw some of the stills from the 4K how good it looks um and then we could watch then you could watch the the remake and do a compare and contrast yeah, I can I, do so it. october 24th 25th we'll figure out what day is better for us um and then we'll go see that at rockaway you know what that's a good so if we're doing a theme month because i have a few horror albums. okay that, that's oh, actually cool, a good cool. idea yeah, i have a yeah. few that uh you probably never heard of yeah, that i think would be good for you is it just gonna give me monster mash every week <laughs> <laughs> they're coming to take me away <laughs> just over and over what again what the hell is that they're coming to take me away I, they're coming to take me away uh, uh, like what is that they're coming to take me away ho, ho. is that what they he thought he was ha, funny ha, before Lenny funny Bru- before Lenny Bruce is that what yeah, comedy how was how old is that who was the guy that used to put um, like sound clips oh, over Dickie, um, Dickie Goodman Dickie Dick Goodman. Goodman if you can look up Did Dickie he Goodman blow his brain yeah out? he killed himself I would too if I was making those albums for years Um, so that's all I had for the, the episode uh, oh wait look I could have I, I could have flipped it the whole time you dumbass yeah I'm a dumb asshole so what do you have um, 
Yeah, that's a Raymond actor. Orlando Bloom got arrested. He has a tattoo of Raven Simone on his chest. Orlando Bloom isn't that the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean? Orlando Brown. <laughs> it was like Orlando Bloom. That's, that's all the mileage you could get out of that story. Um, okay. <laughs> I I don't know why I even threw it out there. I didn't right. care about it. You open with your hot take before we wrap. Okay. Up. Um, Ralph's so, hot take. Ralph's hot take. I'm teleport Ralph. <laughs> we teleported to be 12 years ago. It um, hot take. So sports related. And I don't think I'm breaking any new ground, but I want to elaborate on it. I don't think there's any reason for the NFL to have four preseason games. I agree completely. Everyone basically agrees. I think they should have two. I think that's reasonable. What I do think, though, is in lieu of those games, they need to increase practices. And I get that it's a CBA issue, but I think that the Players Association needs to realize how many injuries are we having in the first week? How many major injuries? We've had to have 10 season-changing injuries already. Yeah, absolutely. And that's... Okay, you're going to tear your ACL on a cut, whatever. You're going to break a bone randomly. But they're always soft tissues. They're always conditioning-related. The Players Association needs to realize that their players, because they're not having enough in-pads practices, are getting injured. The quality of play is absolutely atrocious for the first four weeks. Yeah, like... You it was the hot, o- it was the highest scoring week um, of the uh, opening week in like thirty years. It was up s- over seven points over the last like, like three years. That Brown Steelers game was now granted. What it was about in, the second half of Dolphins Titans after the delays? It, I it mean, was thirteen J- three. Jets, and then- Jets Lions. That Lions team looked like it was from you know Division Two. Yeah, correct. It was horrible. Oh, the Saints and Bucks. Saints Bucks. Christ, forty-eight forty. Like I feel like the season doesn't actually really start until week four. Yeah, maybe. I, I would agree with that. Like that's usually when the page. Everyone always questions the Patriots the first four weeks, and all of a sudden they fucking well, hit you, the Did you read my picks? Yes, that's why I picked, picked the, Jag- the Jaguars. Jaguars this week because the Patriots always have in the first month. They always have a uh, always seem to have down, that. and this is I, I think this is gonna be their letdown. So I, I agree with your hot take um, that practices should be increased. They should be contact practices um, just, and and cut down the preseason games if you want to. There should only be two preseason be two. games. The, the second game should be the dress rehearsal. Start the season up, and even this is what you do. Then do half the preseason games one week. Then the other half of the teams play the second week. It could be three weeks of preseason, but teams only play yeah. four weeks, but teams only play two. Yeah, and then just add practices in that still still four weeks of preseason but every team only plays well, you, two you games. know why they don't want to cut it out yeah, of course they not. don't want to lose the money exactly because they charge fucking um regular season prices for preseason games uh preseason's quality though oh i mean it's uh, i like seeing some guy from mount union college compete for the fucking uh, i seven just always stream. love when people they see the preseason you see we went four and oh preseason we're going all the Didn't way nebraska four and oh last year the year the patriots won 16 and oh they went one and three it, the lions the year they went oh and 16 four were four and oh it doesn't the giants um they went five and zero because they played in the, the Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame game, game, and I think they went six and ten. I yeah, mean. exactly. So um, it doesn't mean anything. So um, we'll jump into my hot take now. My hot take is more. Wait, of a, who is this? Who who's talking right now? Is that Teleport Dan? Teleport Dan. We teleported. We teleported sixteen, 16 years, ago. years ago, and then they called us the Teleport Twins. They said, "Hey, um, there goes we actually the have a um, we're gonna have a bit coming up soon, um, or not even a bit, uh, a segment where we talk about our teleportation history. We that's something we haven't brought to the show yet. Um, yeah, we me, didn't think you guys were ready. We 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 teleport a lot. Um, all right, so I'm gonna get. We're just f- rambling for. No one cares except for you and I. No, one one person cares. I hope she isn't listening. <laughs> She's not listening. No. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. I've got to stop. Uh, things Go. were coming to my mouth that I didn't say. All right, so my hot take then is going to be something a little more personal to me. Um, and on you're just staring at yourself. Great, great fucking Twitter feed. Um, David Wright. 
Um, they announced on Thursday that he'll be activated on uh, September 25th and then play on September 29th in the last home game of the year. Um, what is going to be serious his, his final game. We have a serious Motherfucker, right I didn't interrupt your goddamn hot take. I'm, <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. Um, so, David Wright uh, retiring, it, it's been a long time coming. I Something popped up in my time hop like a month ago where I said that it was two years ago, like David Wright's not going to play again. And he's been trying, and you got to respect his hustle, like he wasn't just sitting back and doing TV analyst shit. Um, but it, he it, would he would prepare for seven hours for yeah, every game. Just, just to, he would prepare for seven hours just to warm up, and yeah. then warm up the, like it, it's his dedication was absurd. And in a lot of ways, it, you could say that carrying the burden of his team on his back is what ultimately broke him. In some ways, I mean, it was such a fluky play that caused his original injury. Just diving to tag out Carlos Lee at third base. It's such a it's such a mess. Um, now, as far as being being a Mets fan, it requires a lot of uh, internal strength. It requires. Um, you have to be somewhat cynical. You have to be sarcastic to really deal with it. But the one constant in the last 13 years since he came up in or 14 years in 04, he came up has been David Wright. Um, he's been constantly one of the when he was healthy, one of the top third basemen in the league. He was a top three third baseman in his prime. Top two, arguably him and A Rod were probably the two best. Easily on his way to Cooperstown, his, he was putting up a 30-30 season, um, and he handled everything with such dignity on such bad teams. He was always the one taking the brunt of the media, and he always treated them with such respect. When even when they were calling him out, he was always they were always, he was always fair to them if they were fair to him. And you know what he was? He was surprisingly not Met like. Yeah, no, he was the, he was the one thing in Mets history that hasn't been uh, a Met really, yeah. it, except for the injuries. Um, you know, we had Doc Gooden, who should have been an all time great. Drugs. Daryl Strawberry should have been an all time great. Drugs. I mean, our greatest homegrown player of all time is easily Tom Seaver. But I have no qualms with saying the number two is David Wright. Um, I, I it's very upsetting that he's not getting to go out. Um, the he, it, listen, he could have very easily. It, you know, slowed down. I would have been happy if he finished out his career with the Met bat in 270 with 20 home runs and 80 RBIs, playing an okay third base. But he can't even get in the field. And as a Mets fan, it is very, very upsetting to see a guy that is everything that any fan wants in their cornerstone player. It's what everyone wants. He was he was supposed to be the Mets' Derek Jeter, more or less. Is that fair to say? And oh, he, absolutely. He, he had even less less off the field tabloid stuff than Derek Jeter like with the the women and things like that. Not like Derek Jeter ever had big issues, but there was always tabloids they, around Derek Jeter. There was always rumors yeah, around rumors Jeter. Rumors You never heard but anything about right. It, and David Ray, it's just it's it's unfortunate that the it, it makes it makes me even more convinced that Mets fans aren't um to have good things, but um. He he handled everything with class, with dignity, with poise. He made you actually proud to be a Mets fan when he was the one out there. And um, they better retire his number. I, I was about to say it's, that. They're, it's they, inexcusable. The, the two numbers don't. that need to be retired are him and Keith Hernandez. Because Keith was a... Even more than any guy from the 86 team, Keith Hernandez's number should be retired. Especially because of his media stuff, too, now. with the I, I I understand that you don't want to be the Yankees who, hey, you played here for yeah, 20 course, games. Yeah, of course. But they only have numbers two retired. numbers retired. But like, they have Piazza and Seaver, and that's th- it. There's like You could argue Daryl and Doc as, as just because the Mets have so little history. Gary Carter just it's Ron Darling probably to an extent uh, yeah no I I, I can't I can't relate because my team's on the other end of the spectrum they, they, but they have to retire David Wright's number it he's, would be he's number one or two in every offensive category the two category. things they need to do they need to retire his number and they need to give Seaver the statue he yeah, deserves exactly those are the two things so to Mets fans um, it's a sad day um, it was interesting watching how the ticket prices jumped up before they announced the game 
they were seventeen dollars to get in that day, and then once they announced it, within an hour, it went eighteen. To, it, went to, it went to eighty, and now the cheapest get in for a standing room only ticket is one hundred and eighty dollars, which is crazy. So, um, uh, love you, David Wright. Uh, it's been a pleasure watching. I really, you know, it'd be I'm, great. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the game. You know, it'd be great, Bye, guys. and it would be very unmet like if they did this, if they surprised retiring his number that game. Um, I, I mean, they're not going to do that because they want the second. You know, of course, the second throw, whatever. But if they did that, I think that would be. I think they would get a lot of fans back, like a lot of fans who sway. Yep. I think a lot of people would be like, okay, you know what? This is this is good karma, and we haven't had good karma in a long time. Yeah, and I mean, it took them. They should have retired Piazza's number before the Hall of Fame induction. They should have retired that a long time ago. Uh, Keith's number should be retired. You can what was Keith again? He was seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so hopefully David Wright gets that distinction. And I, and David Wright also requested to Mickey Calloway that in his last game that he would like to start next to Jose Reyes, which you respect that for David oh, Wright. Yeah. Um, no matter how much Jose Reyes sucks now and Rosario is absolutely killing it, you're not playing for anything. Jose Reyes and David Wright are probably the closest thing the Mets have had to like stability from position yeah, players. I mean, from, I mean, from 05 to 2011, I mean, but that just goes to show again uh, why David Wright is so special. It, every other great player had some kind of weird issue, like Johan was getting injured. R.A. Dickey didn't really, but he only had one amazing year. Jose Reyes wins a batting title and takes himself out of the game, so it sullied it. David Wright has done nothing. There's wrong never ever. any. There's nothing wrong. It's he. He. He was classy. It, it's um. It. It. It, it, it is kind he of upsetting. Doesn't, he doesn't. It, he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. No. I think we no. Both agree not at all. But I, I, I'll tell you close. this. I hope he stays on the ballot more than one year. That's something that I like when I see a guy who. Like for instance, Bernie was off the yeah. ballot after one year, and I felt he should have been on longer. He should have been. He should have been in the Hall of Fame, but he should have at least. But given no, the good example of, would be Posada staying on it for a while. Yeah, Posada, he's not going to get in. Exactly, but he was a very, very, very good. Catcher. I hope that David Wright gets you know two or three years before he falls off the ballot. Agreed. You know, all you need is five percent. What yeah. is that? You know, twenty votes. And I mean, the thing he'll have working for him is that he is a New York media darling, so he'll probably get a ton of New York. Media and votes. also one team. Yeah, exactly. staying with one team is a huge factor yeah, for the Hall of Fame. He could when he signed that extension with the Mets, he could have very easily gotten more money on the open market. Oh, He, he the, took less money to stay. That is one of the few Met contracts where I said the Mets made the right move, yeah. even knowing what I, happened. It legitimately makes me sad because it's um it's been tough watching him these last few years because I know, I, but I do respect that he just he, I, he wanted to play in front of his daughters for the first time and that's really cool and um, it's going to be that's going to be an emotional I game to watch. I hope they give him a job or something. In the, like, I want him to I would, stick around. I think, I think he'd end up being a, a good manager at some oh, point because he's a very smart baseball player, but but, all right, guys, let's wrap it up. All right. Um, this was episode 18, 19, whatever you want to call it. Um, the return of mediocrity um, of you watch, I listen. Uh, find us on Facebook at Attack Moves Network, Twitter at Jersey Pros, and Ralph YWIL. Um, I'm very active. I tweet once every three weeks. Once every three months. Go check out In the Pit with Taylor Michael. Or Ma- Ma- Taylor Michael. Michael. <laughs> Taylor Michael. Wait, wait. Do I, hit, do I just smell a new character? <laughs> Taylor Michael. I like it. Yeah, that's a new gimmick. Um, uh, again, uh, check out Lobo Sound, lobosound.com slash boboep. Thanks again for Great the intro. Opening. Hashtag Shots for Like podcast with Fudge and Finn. Um, and VR Cola. And VR Cola. And that's everything we got. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Later. Um, we're the Teleport Twins. <laughs>